Before we start the show, we'd like to remind our audio listeners that this show was developed as a video podcast. If you'd like to see any of the visuals that are referenced in this episode, we invite you to check out our YouTube channel. Simply search for the Conquer Risk podcast. You'll see all the shows we produce, including this one. And just like the audio, you can subscribe to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Enjoy the show. Okay, welcome to Who Charted, the most exciting six minutes in markets. This is Dan Russo, Director of Research at Potomac, along as always with Drew Wells. You know the drill here, six charts, six minutes. Let's get it started. All right, everybody, for uh, bond bulls, I think that this could possibly be your only saving grace or the only chart you know that you could point to right now uh, in, in your defense. So this is a ratio that we've tracked for quite a while now is quality stocks relative to micro cap stocks and 10 year treasury price uh, in the middle pane there. So you don't have to be a technician to figure out these charts are relatively uh, pretty closely identical, right? So we've had a pretty big divergence in the ratio uh, and a bond price for quite some time. So the trend for bonds over multiple time frames has been down, uh, meaning the trend in rates is higher. Uh, correlations remain pretty strong uh, throughout this ratio and treasury note price. So it's going to be an interesting development to see how these work out. We've had some conversations internally on uh, some potential regime shifts to on the relationships that we've known to hold for so long, potentially decoupling. So this is one of those uh, charts that we're watching to see if that plays out. All right. I have been on a little bit of a uh, international global kick uh, of late, uh, not not out of the blue, but because I think it makes sense. Uh, main panel here is the global Dow, and uh, we've thrown some some Fibonacci extension levels on the chart of the global Dow. It's a weekly chart. Red line is the 10-week moving average. Green line is the 40-week moving average. We're above them. We're also above resistance. We talked about this uh, in our note to clients uh, today, Monday, um, so you can take a look at that. But what's interesting to me is that 39.79 levels, call it 39.80 lines up with support from the moving average, lines up with price-based support. Uh, that's 161.8% FIB extension of the consolidation that started 2018 and ended at the COVID lows 2020. So I think as long as you're kind of, a, call it 4,000, right? If, we're, if the global Dow is above 4,000, um, you have to give the benefit of the doubt to the bulls. But more importantly, the bottom of the chart there is we're starting to see an uptick in relative strength. All right, so kind of continuing on with that international uh, theme we've been looking at lately, this is frontier markets relative to Acquiex US, right? So this is arguably the you know riskiest part or riskiest segment um, of the international sector. You can kind of think of this uh, space very similar to microcaps here domestically in the US, right? So uh, with all the sell-offs that have happened in the indices in the past couple of weeks, it's really interesting to see this ratio kind of Hold its ground there, right? It's a 50-day moving average, right in that channel it's been trading in uh, for the last three to four months or so. And RSI has essentially gone nowhere. It's neither gotten overbought uh, or oversold. Um, so the trend's been sideways. If you're a chart nerd, uh, you know, like myself, you'll notice that this chart looks very similar to that of copper gold, right? So a lot of smaller companies are uh, big uh, mining exporters. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see which way this ratio breaks out, either above or below, but it's one we're keeping an eye on. All right. So if the global Dow is going to start to outperform the S&P 500, um, we think what's interesting is the inverse relationship between that chart, middle of the panel, and the growth value trade. Now, everybody's been watching the growth value trade. It's been, you know, its favorite growth for a long time. Potential shift going towards value here. If you're a believer, uh, that value is going to start to outperform growth, i.e. that top black line continues to go lower. 
then maybe having some exposure outside of the U.S. Uh, could be an interesting way to play that since you can see the rolling 63-day correlation uh, between those two ratios at the bottom of the chart there is solidly negative. So I think that uh, for those who need to have exposure outside of the U.S. and maybe you've kind of kept it on the lighter side of late, if you think value lags growth, might make sense to start to increase that allocation outside of the U.S. Yep. So energy has been one of the areas we've covered a lot in our notes in the, over the past couple of weeks. Um, this is a chart of the global energy ETF. Now, this is about 55% uh, U.S.-based uh, as far as the holdings go in the ETF itself, but nice, strong, steady uptrend. We have a 50-day moving average well above the 200-day moving average. Both are upward sloping. We've broken out of that 30 level. One thing that I'll point out there, though, is that most recent candle is, uh, is called a shooting start. It's when the sellers kind of hammer the the bulls back down into that range. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the trend has to reverse, but it just indicates a higher likelihood of, um, or of a reversal of that trend, but still a, a small sell off potentially within the uptrend there that's been uh, it's been happening. So energy uh, is not just, the, the strength in energy is not just located here in the United States. It's also been located globally in the thing that we've been seeing play out uh, all year long. All right, my final chart is the dollar index, right? If we're going to talk international, we have to talk currencies to some degree. Uh, dollar's been a solid uptrend uh, with a breakout above the 94.50 level, call it. Now, we've kind of thrown back and we're testing that level after a negative divergence on the RSI. So what's interesting to me uh, is that if the dollar breaks down, uh, that actually sets up a pretty compelling dynamic for U.S. investors uh, moving money outside of the U.S. because, you know, upon translation, uh, they get a little bit extra return uh, when converting back to dollars. It's a little bit nuanced, but it's an interesting dynamic that we're watching here uh, as we think about opportunities outside of the U.S. Obviously, if you're a U.S. investor, you need to be paying attention to what the dollar is doing if that's the case. And 94.50 is a key level for the US dollar index. This is heavy Europe, uh, but obviously it's the benchmark that everybody's watching. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Uh, please like and subscribe, and we'll see you in the next video. Thanks, everyone. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.